AI as a tank, you will have some control over the encounter, but not entirely to make predictive gameplay. There will be introduction of chaos in order for there to be reactive gameplay. I'm very curious what they consider chaos. What's good chaos for a raid encounter? Soup. What? Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back everyone's favorite cult leader, Armored Cell. Hello. And, uh, and welcome in everyone who's here to join us today for episode 211. Uh, we're talking about uh, having some courage. But before we dig in on this one, uh, got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast, which is asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch and over on YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week and speaking of the show if you want to do us a solid this week you can go over to our pin post over on twitter at ashes pathfinder no s just ashes pathfinder you'll see our pin post at the top along with all the other show stuff and things check it out go to itunes give us a five star if you leave a comment we'll read it here live on the show and uh yeah if you want to shoot us a mail you can shoot us something in the mail at ashes pathfinders at gmail.com pathfinder grunt will get that to us some point in time in the near future now before we dig in gentlemen why don't we play a little catch up how have you been doing since uh since last week i know we for today are going to have to sort of finish talking about the uh, development update that we had started talking about. We primarily discussed the majority of the tank, some sentiment around the overall uh, development uh, outlined on the live stream, as well as the follow-up video that they released over on YouTube for the tank, which was different from the Twitch stream. We talked about that in good detail, but we're going to finish over some of the Q&A and other community things today. Shared it in chat, but gentlemen, how you been doing? Uh, doing all right. Um, I would say this week has been a little rough work-wise for me, so putting in a lot of time. But I did get in some a beating of a different kind in God of War Ragnarok, so I was uh, <laughs> having some fun with that this weekend. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just been doing the normal work thing. But yeah, it was it was it was fun to get into that, and I am fueling up the hype train for Hogwarts Legacy next Oof. week. Man. I'm ready for that. I got so excited when I got that email with the key. I'm like, I'm ready to get into it. I mean, you know, I'm a little jealous about that only because of the fact that because of the because I'm working on my first manuscript so hard right now, that's pretty much a no go for me. Like I'm going to get like one day on like the 10th, I think, and then maybe another one at the end of the month. And until past the middle of March, I'm I'm really not getting Maybe early March I'll get some time in. I'm not getting a whole lot of time, and I'm a little sad because like I want to do it, but the priorities, right? Got to do the priorities. Uh, yeah. it's, it's cool though. What about you, Armor Cell? Well, I've had a busy weekend. It's been white week for us, so I took actual <laughs> I took a leave off on Friday to fucking grind down on that. I probably put about thirty hours on the weekend. 
mm-hmm. absolutely got smashed. I swear to God. But oh, um, man. but then yesterday somehow, like we didn't get raided. We got code raided. Oh wow! Which is like apparently one of our members said the code in chat, like in voice channels. Oh no! And someone overheard as they're walking by, and we're just like, that sounds so sus. So oh, we no. don't know what happened. Point is, uh, thirty hours of grinding is just kind of like gone down the drain, and it's just like waking up this morning is just like I don't know what I'm doing today. It's like <laughs> you you do so much on the weekend, and then like you're like getting ready for the whole month, and it's just it's just gone. It's just gone. Moments like that yeah. happen, and you just question like, what am I doing with my life? Like, at least I do. <laughs> like, what have I done? What have I done? It all just disappeared because of a mistake and it's like yeah, yeah. but i'm yeah, real dude. chill we're like we messaged with each other on discord on the site i don't know who did it but i'm still willing to play everyone in this group but i don't think anyone intentionally did it yeah but we need to be too. more careful with it very true it's like you can't you can't be mad about these sort of things but at the same time like you gotta learn from mistakes absolutely true man definitely been there before it's like live streaming and having like not having something covered and then some rando jumps into your group and demolishes all your stuff because you weren't you weren't keeping a tight eye on your on your screen and information that was you know vital got out to some random watching yeah. uh yeah dude honestly the the weeks i'm I'm probably gonna be in this like autopilot situation like i just I can tell you right now, February is going to go by, March is going to get here, and I'm going to feel like it was yesterday because every day is like that right now. I, I get like, I mean, I was planning on doing a podcast like last week with Daedalus for LFM, and I had to, I was like, if I don't do, if I don't finish God of War today, I literally won't finish it before Hogwarts is here, and then I won't even be able to jump in that, and it'll kill me. So I was like, I got to finish it. I thought I'd have three hours. Unfortunately, it was like five. So uh, Daedalus basically just got the, well, you got to watch me really enjoy I God think of I War. I got pod blocked. I got pod blocked. <laughs> but because it was Kratos, yeah. I'm, I'm forgiving you. Because uh, it was Kratos. That's the only oh, reason. Dude, Anyone it was so else, good. I, there would be pause. But yeah, I appreciate I'm okay it. being pod blocked by Kratos. God, dude, it was so good, homie. I was just like, the last yeah, hour i, I remember oh. those moments of just seeing you like do like and and your predictions come to fruition because it's like mm. when you first like predicted that on stream i'm like oh bite your tongue bite your tongue dude he's, he's got it already dude that was that was actually you and i chatting i think in a post it was like offline we finished either this podcast or we finished the lfm i don't remember which one but we got done and then we were chatting for a little bit and i was like maybe after i played god of war that first week and i was like oh man it's so good and i totally predicted spoilers incoming i predicted my my prediction an educated guess was that you know, freaking Kratos's kid would be like Loki or something. And the reason I predicted it was because what is what does Kratos do? He freaking murders everybody in a pantheon. That's his thing. That's what he did in, in the first games, right? So I was like, okay, new pantheon, same god of war. I'm just gonna assume we're probably gonna be ending a pantheon. Uh, so what would be helpful in that? I was like, well, we got this little kid. And he's going a little crazy and and got a little kind of like, and I'm like, mm, you know who else is crazy? Loki. You know who else is a part of like the end of like 
who, who like ties in Ragnarok or whatever. Freaking Loki, what's going on? But anyway, I like kind of was like predicting, but it was a real loose prediction. And then when we got to the end of the game and we were up in the Giants area, I was like, oh, and then when he said it, I was like, no, I was like, no, dude, which just to me, though, that's really good because that means that like Ragnarok and I'm assuming probably we'll get a third game, but maybe not. I don't know. E either way, if they do a trilogy out of it, that means it's going to be a banger, man. Because the first one's usually getting your bearings and then you get into the next one and you get into the third one if they do three of them. And it just gets more insane the further you go. So, oh man, it got it gave me the itch. And I'm like, Ragnarok needs to come to PC time now. I'm ready to do this. But it's kind of nice, man, to, to, to get done with all the writing I've been doing and like have a day to play and just jump into a good game with a good story and Hogwarts is there. I've got a good feeling about it too. I highly doubt it's going to not deliver. Um, so I'm pretty stoked, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm like basically dead on arrival every night when I get done. Cause four, four or five days out of the week I'm riding right now. And I'm like, you know, but to anybody who's wondering, Sims like five out of like roughly 18 ish chapters done with the manuscript. And by the end of February, I'm literally going to be at the very end stretch of it all. So It'll just be some editing and, you know, preparing and all that. So it's pretty exciting time for me personally. And, uh, yeah. But I feel like I feel like at the end of some of my days, I just like my brain's completely done, like done. Yeah. So mental exhaustion, dude, it's like on a, it's a whole nother level. Like I've experienced it before, but pushing myself like I've been doing like I'm doing it in tradition in, in typical sim fashion, which is like, you know, you're going a little hard, going a little hard, maybe, maybe chill down a little bit. It's pretty typical for me though. So it's not really a shocker to anybody. I think that knows me that I might be doing that, but it's nice whenever I get to jump on and play a game and, you know, get it, the, the random smite match here and there or jumping into God of War or something. Cause it's just like, feels very, very rewarding. And that God of War game felt really good. Um, yeah, that was a good time. Mm -hmm. um, you mean, know, I'd play, rather play, uh, play God of War than Smite, just for the fact that I don't want to deal with you, Mary. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My my butt still hurts from the last time we, we did the community. I feel like I've, Smite. Uh, I feel like I've gotten smitten, not in a good yeah. way either. Yeah, you may you may have uh, hurt me in a bad way. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like after a couple of those nights? I feel like I'm going in there. I'm like, this is great. And everybody around me is like, this hurts so bad. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, like I'm sorry. You're having it. so much fun. And I'm like, I, I, like let me, I must say not fun, but I'm just, I'm in so much pain. Because it wasn't that I wasn't having fun. It was a good time. Yeah. But I'm in so much pain. I'm like, why? Why am I on this earth? What is my purpose? Because like, I don't feel like I'm just getting beaten by the universe right now yeah i'm a rush player man i'm used to that sort of stuff and yeah this is like on a whole different different thing like there's, there's not i can't like hide on my base and just like relax a little bit it's just like i'm getting destroyed no matter what i do yeah, yeah. exactly that's what it felt it's like you can't relax into that it's just coming it's just coming I, yeah. I got a match earlier before the show just i had like one match i jumped in there and i played a character i'd never played before absolutely demolished some of these kids and i was like oh my god this was so good and then i was like part of me was kind of like uh 
I'm like, I'm really going to be sharing in this mostly alone because I feel like if I invite people along on this, I know I'm, it's like, I know they're going to suffer a little bit. And then I kind of like in the back of my mind also go, this only further reinforces the false narrative being placed against me. I have to be careful about how frequently I invite people to come do this with me. (laughs) Join me. We'll have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it really is so good, but some of y'all are like, oh God, why? And I'm like, oh, I got wrecked. Yeah, that, that was pretty much me and, and Armored Cell. We were kindred spirits in, in the uh in the pain that, that one day. I was oh, like, wow. I can't, I walked out of there, I'm like, I'm so bad at like games. I had to go play God of War, and and then I realized that I was also bad at that. But then at least I, at some point, I succeeded. Yeah, mobas yeah, are different too. Nice. If you was yeah, that? Nice. It's like feels like you have to walk out with a walking cane, like, "Hey, on game's <laughs> not for me anymore. I got, I got to leave. I got, I got to start like uh, missing or something. It's, it's gone." I love yeah. that game though. I really do. It's so good, dude. Oh, I enjoy it. It's how I reward myself, and it's quick because you can just jump in and. Unlike some MOBAs, like some matches and MOBA games go like ages long. But if you do that arena one, you're usually, I mean, you're usually done by like, you get done anywhere between like 15 to 20 minutes, roughly most, most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty quick. Um, but anyway, we've got some discussion points from the Q&A from the last dev stream. But we, we were watching a video. Uh, we kind of were watching part of a video. One that was actually shared in our Discord by... Uh, Arthas Dawnbreaker, yeah, and then uh, we looked at some of that today. It's by is it R- Rive Riv Genesis, right? I think he's yeah, the Rive Genesis, yep. yeah. And he he did it. It was pretty cool because there were definitely some gaps in there, but he he did a pretty good job of looking at basically the video is called "Is Ashes of Creation Actually Fully Funded?" And he went through and did it did a did sort of like a breakdown of. Okay, here's what came through the Kickstarter here. You know, here's what Steven said that he sort of like staked himself, um, you know, key, you know, uh, keeping in line with the fact that, you know, along with that, he's already promised and, and ensured that it's going to be done to completion regardless. And But you've also got like all the people he said that have gotten like Alpha 2. And there were definitely some things like gaps in there that like Daedalus and I were talking about. And he's got, it's like, what was the number he came up to? Like 100-ish million or something? I think it was 80 million is what 80 he million made. Yeah. Right, because he, yeah, subtracted the one chunk. But that there were some things in there, like how many people have like upgraded their Kickstarter package is one thing. Um, and then you've got like, you know, how many of the people who've got alpha two access, uh, got a higher tier, which you're not really sure, you know, cause alpha two is included in tiers that are a certain level and higher. Um, cause then there's like, you know, the people who purchased alpha one in different periods that weren't included in Kickstarter, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good to look at that. Cause like, let's say it's 80 million and you go, well, how much is it going to actually cost to, to, to fully fund this game? And when you think about the fact that this is one of the points I think he brought up that I think is like probably one of the biggest points to really take into consideration. Ashes of creations using unreal engine five. Mm-hmm. they don't develop the engine they don't have to develop the engine right and you got games out there like camelot unchained which is quite literally in my opinion all about the engine and no longer really even about the game um yep. so yeah it's, it's pretty interesting to kind of like see different people chiming in on this stuff and 
um, you know, it's quite a bit, it's quite a bit of money. Um, it's tough to not, you know, to really know when you, when you see videos like this, they're pulling from the best information they can. They still don't have like full financials. They even included like, um, certain loans that were probably like written off and things like that too. Um, but it's a pretty interesting, pretty interesting one uh, to look at. And I saw a thing in chat too, which was like better be fully funded or whatever. I mean, Stephen already basically has said like, you know, we're, we're making sure this is funded come hell or high water. It's an investment, right? So, but when you go yeah. and you look back at like how much is actually going to be probably potentially made just in the first month of the game's launch, just off of the people who want to give it a shot for 15 bucks probably gonna be a lot they're gonna make a lot of that if not all of it back i think yeah i agree mm. i mean honestly it's like you've got games that are let's just say sus that are still afloat and i don't expect that ashes will not be or is not or will not be funded given you know how much hype and and honestly, how much interest there is in even Alpha 2. I mean, that's like when I heard that number, I was like, wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the video was good. It was, I mean, yes, it was speculative, but it was logical, which yep. I think was important. Um, I agree. But yeah, I mean, it, it's good. It's a good conversation piece. You will definitely get get to that later. Yeah, so it definitely. Like, so. video? It was like an actual informative video because I haven't actually seen mm -hmm. it yet. Yeah, yeah, I feel I, like it I is. I linked it in our uh, show chat if you want to. I will watch it. Yeah, it's it's a good yeah. snapshot. I think he does a good job of like not – it's speculative, but it's based on like facts and evidence, you know what I'm saying? And so it's it's educated guesses yeah. um, with opinion. You don't find many people like that. No, and, and I appreciate videos like this. You know, I mean, even even I've been – you know, that's kind of like my my approach always. I don't like yeah. to do purely speculative videos where you're just blowing hot air to hype people up to drive views. I, I don't really feel like that's I don't feel like that's generally very helpful in regard to like being supportive of the game. But I mean, it still makes for funny, good content when you do stuff like that. Okay. People are always going to do it. But um, I prefer things that are kind of like taking the evidence in hand and and really sort of like trying to use that as a foundation to to build your theory off of. I think that's always really really solid to do um yeah. we've made some really good predictions that came true before over here as a result of doing that so um definitely interesting to see um yeah have there been any other things that have kind of been kind of like um kind of uh, gravitating around in the community in the past week that you all have caught that maybe i haven't before we dig into any of the topics off of the well right behind me oh, they yeah. posted some socials around uh, around, mm -hmm. I guess, Valentine's-ish, but it looked like potentially a rogue tease for next time. So be Did interested you? to see if that comes in the picture for February month. You Whether or not so? you fight for love. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I yeah. think this character right behind me, hold on over here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of looks a little rogue-ish. So I would be interested to see if they decide to do that. I mean, they did show us the daggers already, so True. it's possible. Um, and definitely there's some lessons learned from the tank video. So I it's true. we'll get something closer to expectations in the initial presentation. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with for this uh, this next stream. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's exciting because that, if that's... If that 
does come to fruition, like come true, that means they're, good, they're going along with all the, um, the starting classes, which is yeah. pro- uh, promising. Yeah, I certainly hope that we get to see the Rogue and, and some of the others sometime soon. I, I'm really, really curious about their what their approach is going to be with the rogue, you know, like I think, I think one of the ones like the, the true like stealthiness and like how they're going to approach that. Um, because, you know, to, from my perspective, you've got games where you sort of are semi detectable when you, when you go a little stealthy, you know, you kind of have that predator look, which is certainly something they approached in, uh, in, in APOC and, and kind of like have tinkered with in presentation videos they've done in the past. But, to get a to really get a look at what they're going for and how the the stealth mechanics are going to play, what kind of abilities, active abilities you'll have to sort of, uh, you know, sort of maybe potentially extend on that or to be hidden in what ways. I mean, they played with polymorph or whatever before, which was like you turn into an object. I mean, I really don't want to see that with the rogue. Um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, that was like fun, but it definitely didn't yeah. make sense. I yeah. honestly like recently saw a video um about hogwarts legacy mm-hmm. and it made me like there was one part of it that talked about some of the stealth or invisibility mechanics they had in that game and it actually reminded me of what i think they were potentially going for at least they had what they had talked about with the rogue mm-hmm. where you're invisible but you're not completely invisible there's still like a silhouette you can see so i'd be interested yeah. to see if the one if they do showcase the rogue um in end of february if they're going to do any stealth mechanics or is it just going to be like a weapon thing, which I think they kind of did that already. So yeah. potentially you'll see some abilities like considering they did that for the tank and the cleric. I mean, I would love to see that just to see kind of where they fleshed it out. Indeed. If, if that is like what they're planning to do, given the tease, or maybe it's the fighter. I don't know. I mean, I guess we already did the fighter, but mm, we, I, 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 yeah, I don't feel like we really got the fighters like actual skills and talked about either. You just though. got like basic melee combat. Mm. That, that so was potentially, yeah, yeah. That was that was like a combat showcase, but they used that. So, which, yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say, Armortel? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the uh, like the new resource for Rogue would be like some sort of stealth. Thing where like the more you charge it up, but then you can use your stealth ability. Oh, that'd be cool. Because they, they seem to be going along that route of everyone's got their own resource pool. Yeah, like, it seems. Pool. Yeah, builders bender, but not really. Yeah. It's like more extended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in in uh, World of Warcraft, the rogue there is definitely builder spender in terms of like your your points. Like you get yeah, it's just in reverse, right? Because you start yeah. off with full resources. Yeah. Ex- exactly, yeah. And so you want to, you know, you put a, you put certain like debuffs on them, and then use another active ability, and you can sort of like really pack a pretty strong punch too, which is like really interesting. Um, but you have like complete invisibility there, like mm-hmm. you know. But to be fair, like you could kind of break that if you get close enough to someone, um, unless they're sort of stealthing under additional conditions. Um, I don't really have a problem with like full stealth, I think in regard to like distance. Right. But I definitely am a proponent of like, if you get close enough to somebody, you can start to make them out. Right. And, it, and I think even playing with like shadows could be really beneficial in that. Like maybe someone's not as visible if they're by, um, you know, they're in a shadow or they're like, you know, by a bush or something that can sort of like help to, to conceal them 
you know, a little bit better. Um, yeah. which I think was it like, there's a show called shadow meld or something in, in World of yeah, Warcraft. Shadow the, meld is like one of the night elf abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like based on, well, I mean, it's supposed to be based on shadows, right? But they don't really base it on shadows like the way they could have with that. Just like one of the things I always thought could be like really interesting. Like if you have like this racial, well, I don't want to get too much into racials here, but like I always thought that ability specifically, I always thought that it was so lackluster because it was like, hey, it's cool. You can go stealth, but you're stationed move. But yeah. You, yeah. And it's like I always thought that would be really cool if you were like if you're in light and you do it, you can't move. But if you're in shadows and working in shadows, you could move around. That would have been so cool, I thought. Um especially with like the with druids like later because i thought it could have been like an additional way to sort of like utilize um you know other like stealth mechanics that potentially could have been there yeah i and like it was oh sorry go ahead I'm yeah. sorry. sorry i know it's getting a bit off topic but talking about wow remind me of i saw this post and apparently the red paladin has the highest death rate on all on all categories of world <laughs> yeah okay. like, you, you say that like it's new information <laughs> yeah like but it was like a actual blue text statement from world of War, like from blizzard itself saying hey guys congratulations on uh being the highest death to uh win oh my god hashtag working is intended got it Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, literally i just like i felt that's such vanilla it's like god dude why? Unless like, it was two he, paladins dueling, then it was like, might as well fucking go make a dude. sandwich. Yeah. Like you always hear it. Like everyone always says it, but to, for, for the company itself, it's like, hey, congratulations. It's true. And here's the stats for what it. we already knew. <laughs> Gosh. God damn. But, uh, one of those uh, things, you're kind of happy. It's like, I'm glad I didn't really main a red paladin outside of certain things because i'm like feels bad man come on doesn't I'm it though it it's do... like yeah i know because hey. i made the red paladin like no forever i know yeah, I mean, red paladin's got my done side dirty so was a rogue man my side hustle was a rogue so you get so when you got like too many deaths on your paladin, did you go rogue yeah I, I yeah that was my second i mean i made a bunch of characters but i think my second character was either a, it was definitely a rogue but i think i did mage too as well day day. And mage hey hey don't clip. don't mess with pinball man we could use a clip don't on this with... just saying um i just want to put this out here it, that sounds very you know much I didn't th- yes you know what i did you know? <laughs> well, i didn't go behind people in stealth and sap them and then run away just just a, just saying why not I'm, it's so fun dude i i was wondering i was wondering when we were gonna get to that part as we okay. talk about the ropes. let's like, do it i don't want full stealth but if i'm behind somebody and i've got like a billy club that i want to sap them with that's acceptable see i didn't do mm. that i mean i i was i was a nice rogue i was you not, know what uh, I, I i was I, a pain train i was not you were a dark overlord Look, man, the the reality is, is I would sap someone, yes, and I would taunt them with it. And I would let the dreaded fear build up, okay? And 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 I'd wait for the diminishing return to obviously wear off so that way you didn't have you could get them all back or whatever. But like it would be like sap them. They're out in the open world, you sap them, and then they're like, oh no, you know what I mean? And they're like worried, and then you sort of like leave them alone and you let them think that they're actually gonna like, oh man, it was just a one off. It was all good, just a one-off there. He left me alone. Then you wait until they're like closer. Then you sap them again, right? 
and then you sort of like chill and you and you kind of have them like run around and stuff throwing down abilities or whatever you know and then you do it again and then they try harder to to detect you and stuff and then if if okay there was one situation where they did that and then they they hopped up on the mountain that's when i opened up and they were at even greater disadvantage and it was beautiful and i just sort of destroyed them and annihilated them but that's open so, world you know, PvP. something that i have noticed is that i just need to let you talk and i don't need to do anything else and the dark overlord just comes out yeah no, it's okay yeah. <laughs> no, i guess i literally just kept going and i'm like uh-huh yeah keep going that, buddy that's how you play that's rogue that Geo confirmed <laughs> That whole that whole scenario reminds so me of like um, like an animal kingdom where like the mother lioness would get like a, a, <laughs> like an injured gazelle and let the uh, little little kid play with it and practice hunting. It's like smack it a bit, let it run away. Smack mm. a bit, let it run away. Like that's exactly what I just saw. I was like, wow. Look, sometimes you do that stuff. Look, sometimes Daedalus, when you play with that sort of. Uh, behavior you're it's not necessarily that it's dark overlord per se it's it's actually sometimes about seeing what you can get away with and in regard to using your skills and not having too many consequences for yourself so it, it's sort of like about strategy really if you think about it like like <laughs> you know like how far away from like a safe place can i like make a certain number of mistakes yeah. Um, before I open up and potentially am not able to kill them in time before they get their thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Right? Anybody who plays I'll a role? I mind when I'm farming, I get smacked around and I can't find a person. I'm going to send you a DM to play, hey man, are you around? <laughs> You're just going to deep. <laughs> Be like, Sim, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Be like, what's yeah. up, man? Uh, although it ashes you would know right we probably know right because you'd literally be in the guild and you'd see me on a rogue or you would see me on like my main yeah i don't know how many alts you got though i mean the alts be able to guilds i can't remember uh alts i mean yeah all all characters can Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's the only thing that shared is citizenship right yeah Yeah. and that's the thing to you have to be careful about right because like people are like oh man i don't want a really big guild i'm like how many characters you planning on making homie are they all going to be in the same guild because if they are your guild count's going to be high even though your active player base in your guild isn't going to be high that's something people often forget about is like i'm not going to have a really big guild i'm like yo unless you have like an alt guild for those alt characters you're gonna you're gonna people that have alt characters are gonna have a lot of characters in that same guild and then you're gonna be like oh we're counted as a big guild we don't have certain perks or whatever and it's like mm, hashtag yeah, choices i'm wondering how many slots you're gonna have at the start if it's gonna be like eight or something like that considering okay. how many variants you have yeah i feel like steven said eight yeah eight, eight would be good because you have one of each archetype yeah yeah and i feel like that's more than enough for for quite a while for quite a long time too until they release a new archetype, I don't think you really need more than that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? My main could be a freaking rogue. It could be. Uh, knowing how many WoW characters I had, and given that limitation, it's like that makes me feel bad a little bit that it's only eight. <laughs> so you get a second account, man. I mean, I'm probably going to well, have a second I, account. I have I mean, a second account, but that's neither here nor there. I don't want to pay for a third one. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a second account at this time. I have a second one for reasons, but anyway. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny what my reasons may or may not be if I were to or not to actually do that. 
Um, I'll just let you all imagine why a person would do that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's talk about the points that we missed last time. Cool. So we kind of left off talking about the tank relating to the the courage mechanic, the passive mechanic. Um, you know, when we talk about convictions and we talk about, look, y'all need to, look, you're interrupting this. I, I'm not a dark overlord. I'm not ninja looting anything. I don't know why you're posting these emotes in chat, derailing the conversation. And Loki, I'd really appreciate it if y'all would just be a little bit kinder, okay? A little bit kind, a little more kindness goes a long way in this world, friends. Okay, cool. So we were talking about conviction and <laughs> we were talking about conviction and courage and threat. And we left off talking about all those things. And as I'm speaking, Daedalus is typing something snarky in chat. I already know it. There it is. But anyway, talked about hunting certificates, talked about the uh, the Twitch chat questions. When we left off last time, we talked a little bit about uh, mitigation mechanics such as like dodge we've talked previously about active blocking um that was something we talked about a little bit last time we kind of ended around kind of hovering at that talking point and it's something leading into the last dev stream that we absolutely were talking about here on the show because to me active blocking is really it's a pretty big topic okay um it, people may not think it is i am kind of against it they they talked about it in the twitch chat questions and this is sort of like riddled uh being integrated into the q a bit so why don't we just jump on into some of these and see what we think um, we'll hit on the Twitch chat stuff. We'll get to the normal Q&A after that. We should be good. Um, will all classes have the active blocking? And do you need a shield to active block? Active block will not be as performant with non-shield weapons, but is possible all classes can actively block. I personally don't like this. I know some people like this. I know some people in chat feel like we should all have this. Here's my arguing point on this one, Okay. If your philosophy, and this goes to the developers, right? I'm not telling you how to do your job or anything, but if you're going to say not everyone gets roll dodge, that is a type of mitigation. All right. Sure, we can all block, but we can all just as easily roll dodge too if you want to be practical about this, right? We or could parry. Or parry. Parry is parry, dodge, blocking, uh, absorption. These are all typical mitigation uh, mechanics. Um, I would like to see things like absorption be more there with like, you know, uh, magic based or magic based things. But my issue with blocking, active blocking is if everybody can active block, then why can't everybody active dodge? Right. Because if you're going to hum, you're going to kind of ensure that it's universal for everyone. Then I feel like this this discussion point around. Well, they said previously, no, not everybody can roll dodge. We want to make sure that it makes sense for that archetype or class that is able to do that to have access to that. So, okay, if it's a ranger, if it's a rogue, those things make sense to me. I can get behind that logic. But where we're saying everyone has active block doesn't really make sense to me is because from my perspective, it 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 seems counterintuitive to the logic utilized for roll dodging. And, and I don't really understand why they want to do that. I prefer it be more of a physical thing. Like, you know, tanks, for example, it could be something related to tanks. It could be something specifically related to shields or things that have block on them. I mean, you could go a lot of different ways with that. Um, the reason that I like have concerns with stuff like, 
uh, active blocking is I played a lot of games that have had a horrible performance because everybody can active block or active shield bash or, you know, active roll dodge. And those are all calculations that are done, right? And if you got a lot of people doing that at the same time, they're doing a lot of other things. That's a lot of calculations being done between client and server, right? And that's like one of the issues I've, I've always been concerned about. Granted, this isn't like an Elder Scrolls Online where you've got a mega server. This is like individual service. But in a big, large-scale PvP scenario, that kind of stuff can still be problematic. But without ranting too much on this, I still go back to my point. The, the logic doesn't really compute to me. Um, and I, I worry about too much like homogenization across all the archetypes. Um that's my concern with that, but I'll let you all jump in on if you got some other additional thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I kind of this reminds me a bit of like what Guild Wars 2 did wrong in terms of like how it set up some of its skills that everybody can do everything kind of deal, at least like from healing perspective. I think that was one I would prefer to have like mitigation by archetype or at least where it makes sense like the dodge roll piece i feel like that's something that your rogue types should be able to do fighters even honestly i think that because fighters tend to be more agile than say your tank um i i don't I, I don't know that i agree with their process without like i guess seeing it in live to see like how much they mean by not as performant but still it's like it does feel a little like it's going towards a homogenization again, just without actually seeing it in practice. And I would agree, like, you know, if you do, if you are a magic user, you know, maybe your active block is something else. Like you said, like an absorb might be good or a deflect even. Um, I agree. Uh, also, I think we, we talked a little bit about like other options. Like I, Instantly, when I read that, I'm like, well, what about parry? What about these other things? Can you active parry? Which, again, would make sense. It's still technically kind of could be kind of a block, but it could be like blocking less damage and then doing a counter, right? Or opening up a enemy on a counter. So there's a lot you can do there that I think won't necessarily like drastically change the balancing. But generally, as a rule, I'm not a fan of active blocking. Um, I just not seen it really work well in games that I've played that are like MMOs versus like I guess single player games is fine. Um, but MMOs not really. Um, like you said, because there's that server client, you know, potential lag issue and it just it's never a good time. Yeah, so my my thoughts are the same. Like I, I once again I still don't I I'm not comfortable with the active blocking but um the whole thing is active blocking i feel feel like the reason why they want to make it like universal is because they want action combat to be more like have more things to do during action combat i feel like it's probably to cater to that to try and so that way you're like attacking defending attacking defending and not just not just going in there swords blazing and not being able to do anything about it that's that's the only thing i can think of is, is it's more for the action side of the combat um but once again like until i get in and play it i don't i'm not going to have a solid opinion but my current opinion is i i still don't like the active blocking like if it's on the one 
one class, as you said, it does make sense, but that that's probably as far as I'd go on it. Having it like universal, I don't I see how that makes sense. Yeah, this is just something to me that like I just worry that you you know like okay, so let's take like uh and I don't want to beat beat this too much, but like let's say you got absorption. I saw John and Chad was talking about like, you know, in Rift this was kind of a thing that was too much, is too much absorption. So I'm like, what if you've got like this thing to where it's like archetype oriented, right? Where you've got some like absorption maybe more towards certain classes and you got parry be more oriented to like maybe more of your fighter male, you know, physical uh, damage sort of thing, and you got um, roll dodges to the more nimble classes, and you got like block into the more tanky. Like any any combination of going in in that direction makes sense to me. Would we need to check it out for me to have a real true opinion on that? Yeah, but historically in MMORPGs, when you got a homogenization where you try to make sure everybody can kind of do a like fundamentally, Ashes of Creation wants to ensure that you need the people in different archetypes. If you start to make sure that each archetype, you got too much overlap to where stuff like this is there for pretty much everybody, you start to veer over into it's more homogenized. And now that interdependency isn't as strong or prominent as it would be otherwise. That's the thing that concerns me because if you start doing that now with these things, then you then it, it raises concern for me that like, okay, is that something we're gonna have to worry about with artisanship later? Right? Because we started off with combat saying that sort of thing's not something that's gonna happen. This is like kind of where the direction I feel like we're we're veering into if we're not careful. Not trying to be really critical, but it's just real talk, man. It's been my concern for a lot of MMORPGs. Um yeah, that's all I got on that one. So, uh, are there iframes and dodges? They're not using iframes for dodging. Uh, they're looking at dodging increase certain states that are opposed checks, such as accuracy versus evasion and potentially at boosting mitigation. All right. Talking about foliage. Now, this was an interesting one since people were talking about the grass a lot when we were like watching the, the live stream, right? We were talking about what we talked about last time, getting some rupees out the grass. Although the foliage being affected by attacks is cool, it may cause, and this is a performance thing, CPU drain. Can that be turned off? So there's lots of edits, client side, in order to turn some features on and off, such as those affecting foliage. But that is like one of the concerns or all that fog. Remember in the cemetery when we saw it, it was like all over. It's like all these things, man. Imagine getting to do a big PvP scenario in the middle of a place where you've got grass being impacted you've got mist there you got spell effects and all that jazz and then you got blocking and roll dodging all those things going into play too yeah okay will there be an auto loot option there will not be for you sim oh my god you were so quick to that one right, were you right. just following along waiting for it i was like literally oh. like i saw that i'm like oh, yeah, <laughs> no you were go. dude oh dude I saw that. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm just saying to that. <laughs> Unbelievable. There will not be a pet that can auto loot, but the interaction of loot are being worked on currently. I, I am a fan of proximity loot, though, to where like you loot something and it sort of auto loots for you. Um, 
I, I do like that feature. I don't want to go to every single individual mob and have to loot it. Like I like yeah, if you click on one. Annoying. I yeah. remember that from Vanilla WoW before they had that option. I know, right? You were just like, God bless. Not a good time. Every little <laughs> freaking imp, right? It's like whoop, 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 whoop. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. I resent that statement though. Nameplates look very similar being enemies and party members. Is that being worked on? The nameplates are going to have a big revamp over the next month or so, not only for performance reasons, but also for the line of sight and visual appearance. The line of sight component, that one I'm curious about with the line of sight, exactly what they mean by that. Like you're going to be able to see it through something. It changes color when they're line of sighted or because then that's going to give you an indicator. But I mean, do you I would want think that? It would be like at a certain distance, you won't be able to see a nameplate, and then as they get closer, you do. Yeah, I'm wondering if if that's a setting you can choose as well. Yeah, like maybe. not necessarily on off, but like how far I can see nameplates. That'd be a good thing for a ranger too, right? A ranger should be able to see nameplates further if that was the case. Yeah, I and mean, definitely you should be able to turn them off if that their performance strain. I mean, they they were in WoW, and I remember. A lot of people are turning them off during raids. Yeah, I'm still a proponent of like the archetype, the the ranger archetype, getting the crossover to get Hawkeye and having some capability as the Hawkeye class to see like crazy far or take some really cool shots. I think that's like, mm, I really hope they do that. I mean, that's just, that would really make the Hawkeye meaningful, I think. Um, let me see. Bosses look different than regular mobs. I mean, I feel like that's probably gonna be the case. Like if I go roll up on a motherfucking Cyclops, I think I'm gonna be able to tell the difference. So I think that's kind of a no brainer. Isn't it? I think even scale would probably be like a thing I would imagine. Right. I'm curious about the Cyclops, man. I hope that dude tears like trees out the ground and throws them at you. That'd be sick, dude. Yeah, I agree. But I also mentioned that these those mobs are roaming too, right? They're yeah. Area. Dude, you know you know what would be cool? You know how they talked about how like you know you can kind of deforest an area or deplete it of resources and that can like negatively impact. Mm -hmm. Dude, how crazy would it be if like you don't kill this dude, for example, fast enough? He just keeps ripping things out and throwing them around and stuff, and then like totally jacking up you know like the spawn on certain things it's like the consequence of not being like efficient coordinated is like he kind of wrecks yeah. your territory a bit mm -hmm. that would be meaningful having an impact on the world i mean i wouldn't mind having like one or two bosses that are like not obvious where like it's like a standard mob and then like it's like a mimic almost where it's oh yeah it appears at something but then turns to something else once you attack it Oh, that'd be just, cool. Just to scare the hell out of you. I love it. That would be actually really cool. We have the little... You the Fanglers, right? That's what I was thinking. The Fanglers, because of their little bulbs sticking out yeah, the ground, like right? perfectly innocent flower, then you go near and it's like... Rah. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. But as much as I hate mimics, I also love the concept of them as well. It's true. I like them. I feel like the Fanglers definitely got a little bit of that vibe to them, too, don't they? For sure. I mean, if they can appear as different plants, and yeah, they could. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, pop up and it's a big mushroom or something, as opposed to like the. Yeah. 
It's never mind. I was gonna say really, <laughs> really bad joke for that. I'm being good, man. I'm being really good, but I want to say it. Just think about mushroom, and maybe you'll know where I'm going with that. I'm yeah, I know exactly right. where you're going. With it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, will will it be primarily the tank archetype that can tank, or can others tank? Well, we already know that others can be able to tank, but this was good. They said. Depending on the area of the game, other classes can also tank. They said if we are talking about high-end rating in dungeons and other areas that require tank, that role and responsibility will be on the tank archetype. Tank archetypes can uh, take a secondary type to hybridize across different roles, which gives them horizontal utility and progression through the augment system. But the best tanks will be the tanks that double down in that role the game is agency, though. Player agency is meant to provide unique build options. I know some people aren't going to like that answer, but I am a proponent of that answer. Because the augmentation system gives you a lot of flexibility within that. You can go, I am the best, you know, spec tank because I'm tank tank. Or you could be like, I'm, 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 you know, still above the threshold because I'm a tank primary, but I'm going to be a paladin. I'm going to have some, you know, utility in this area. But it's still good to hear that, like, off-tanking is going to be a thing if you get that secondary, you know, archetype as a tank, right? You're going to have some, going to be able to do some stuff, but you're not going to be, like, main tanking for, like, raids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the best line by far out of that is the game is agency. Player agency isn't meant to provide unique build options. Yeah. I, w I like that. I mean, Same. I do agree that you have to differentiate and a tank tank needs to have like the is the best all around tank. But that's not to say there aren't other tanks that type of tanks that would be viable in situations. And again, with being an eight person party, you need those that variety as well. And you need people to be able to be flexible. And I do. I'm really itching now more than ever to see this augmentation system. Um, and I just love the idea of horizontal utility and progression too, because that's like one of the, I think the major things that I found is lacking in other MMOs mm. is that horizontal progression bit. So this question right here though, are you designing encounters around active blocking? I think that's a good one for the discussion of active blocking. Cause like I said, that trickles in. The amount of time active blocking will be depending on the enemy you are facing. So the answer is yes, but you didn't say that. The answer is certain encounters will have to do with active blocking. I blessed you. I'm really curious about this. So they talked about in the studio update too that the they have ambitious hiring goals for next year. This year, technically, right? Thirty to sixty additional positions i think they met their goal of what 50 last year right well i said well no an additional positions in 30 to 60 days they said oh my god sorry yeah totally jack that up we'll be all right i mean 30, I, 60. I still expect it's not going to be a small number yeah i know that's considering they want to build out the team yeah some of those are still there like the was it the executive assistant one's been on for a while mm -hmm. basically like steven's like yeah. coordinator yeah i need to fill that they they do they do i mean that was like the Even person get some sleep <laughs> yeah no kidding dude i remember when i dropped by the the first studio they had that that was like the person i coordinated with 
originally. You know, like when I got there, I like, you know, Stephen was there to sort of greet and stuff. But like, yeah, that was the person that was like giving directions, all that stuff. All that stuff. Getting to the, oh, go ahead. Thought. What? Okay. Maybe cool. just me hearing things. It's not corruption, I promise. Uh, wait. Oh, oh, sorry. I just thought for a moment I saw me looking back at me. That's really awkward. Should a skilled tank be able to prevent all damage to a party? It is depending on the encounter AI. As a tank, you will have some control over the encounter, but not entirely to make predictive gameplay. There will be introduction of chaos in order for there to be reactive gameplay. I'm very curious what they consider chaos. What's good chaos for a raid encounter? Soup. What? Don't what? clip that. Don't clip that. Nope. That is not a real answer. It's... So I put those pop quizzes. Um, Jesus Christ! Right. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, maybe doing the, like the whole roulette of people getting swapped positions and stuff. That would be pretty chaotic. Oh man, dude! I can't believe you said that armored cell. <laughs> I don't know. I like. Right. I, I, need I, add, man. I feel need fifty. <laughs> I feel fifty percent proud and fifty percent like. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, it was just instinct. So just like. I wasn't even thinking at that point. I'm sort of, I'm sort of yeah, I mean, sleep. all I could think of was the character that you played at one point in Smite, wasn't it? Agent of Chaos. No, 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 that no. was the name of the skin for Loki. Yeah, exactly. Agent Which of Chaos. Chose? What? Loki, Agent of Chaos. It's all, it's all coming together. Oh, Loki's tasty to play, though, man. Mm. Loki, Loki. Loki's so Loki, fun. Agent of Chaos. Um, on this question, though, I am glad they said that a tank, because I it's got to be a group effort, otherwise people get lazy. So, yeah, you're going to need, I think you're going to need cleric types that mitigate. I think it would be really nice for, like, fighter types to have, like, some way to help mitigate. I'm not saying, like, as much as a tank, but think at one point like you could have like some sort of intervene where you could take a hit potentially as a fighter versus a clothy i think that would be good i think just even having like some sort of magical shield as well would be good i agree but also that clip in chat i just feel oh yeah i saw out of the corner of my eye i saw that i'm like see the minute you say don't clip it it's like it's see alfina's like it's like she has a, like a can of Pringles in front of her <laughs> and these all these tasty things that you've said that you don't want to clip and you, you just can't have just one. You just need to keep clipping them because the gold continues. She just has a giant button that does clip. It's like a big, big button that just slaps it down. It's, it's muscle memory now. It's, this podcast has taught her well. It's like, oh, look, a way to troll Sim. This is great. It's just automatic. It doesn't matter. Do you know what the majority of the clips are from God of War? Me like going, whoa, or like doing something like that. It's not like the epic moments. There's like one or two where I like requested a clip of an epic moment, but they're predominantly the moments when like, it's like low laugh at Sim's like pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment, it's, it's the but girly, it's the girly scream. So I don't know what that yeah, means. I know that. No. I know that well. No, not no. exactly like, but close to the ultimate defense sim. But that's a different, that's a different, different game. Alpha one. Yeah, I mean, man, it's not real. I mean, 
She's in a good spot though. Like I'd love to get some dirt in my boss and like constantly just post on the on the <laughs> phone, you know. <laughs> like I get up sometimes, sometimes I don't respond with this, but when I jump in Discord in the mornings, I'm like, hey everybody, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get coffee. And then later in the day I get I'll, I'll get, you know, like, hey boss, or something like that. I'm like, I'm like, hey. I just want to be like, hey, Judas. You know what I mean? I, but I don't do it, but I think about it. Because <laughs> there's no good gift like for it. Dark overlord shit happen in that brain of yours, man. Come on, oh. you gotta let it go. Don't don't give in to the anger. <laughs> Maybe I want to. Maybe you all did this to me. You all want to see me go dark side, though. I know you do. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. It's fine. Um, we just all, we just all see the real you. You just need to see the real you. Is that the business me with a coffee and a cigar or drinking a cigar? Or is that like the Loki me? Cause like I'm getting distorted views of how you all see me, honestly. Just curious. I don't see one of the same. I, I don't no. see two, I see one. No, one's all got right. a, one, one is shrouded in a cloak. You see, there's a difference, a big difference here. Okay. Not saying that that's uh, like. So you're saying one side of your personality is shrouded in a cloak. Not a dark overlord style. Metaphorically okay. speaking. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. Um <laughs> Will uh I don't know, man. When they talk about stances, will tanks have some form of stance to increase damage dealt at the cost of defenses? Yes, those are more hybridization options that should be available as part of the class kit. They can be further expanded upon the axis of augments and the secondary class choice. But the idea here is player agency. Uh, good. You keep coming back to player agency. That's what I like to hear. The class role is dependent on how the player composes their skill tree. Not to beat a dead horse here, but that's also why I say homogenization is not going to align with that. Just saying. Thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, I, I would agree there. I mean, in my at first, I was like, definitely like, I n that was a hard no. But when they explain themselves, I I get it now. Um, and it's and and also their comment around tank tank being the best all around tank. Uh, at least that's what they're designing is that being like the highest level of i guess what a tank should be which is crowd control and yeah. like holding aggro um so yeah i do like that i do like the player agency bit as well i'm like just really itching now the more they talk about this and like bits and pieces i'm really itching to see like how they're planning to set up the skill trees and yeah. how they're planning to slot augmentations in there types of augmentations. so i think alpha 2 is supposed to have the first iteration of that right if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah towards the yeah, end probably gosh. right well hopefully not towards the end but yeah, yeah i i would love to part. see that soon rather than later because i feel like that's gonna alone is gonna take a lot of testing yeah i feel like it'll be more like second half maybe you know like mm -hmm. while they're kind of that, which I could, which I could get to, because by the time people, you know, you're playing like halfway through Alpha Two, you probably the people who are really curious about it all are going to play every archetype, and then by the time like so the, that like really dedicated person has had the time to try all the archetypes and potentially a lot of the other stuff, you go throw in augmentation, and now they're doing it all over again, you know. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I think that I think that'd be really cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that, that 
Well, it's what it's saying for the um, changing, like dropping damage for, oh, sorry, dropping ship, uh, damage reduction for damage uh, increase. Like, I wasn't really understanding how that would work for tank, but then they said, like, for archetypes, like, oh, yeah, if you went fighter as well as tank, then you set, oh, I don't understand where you're going to a DPS stance, so they, yeah. Stance, but... Yeah, and I mean, I, I I generally think that like a tank tank should be like the strongest tank. I also feel like the, the cleric cleric should be like the strongest heals because you go high priest, like you're doubling down on that particular thing. That's what your special specialty is. Um, to me, that's like you know master artisanship, right? You're choosing a very specific uh, yeah. mastery. So to me, to me, it makes sense to do that. But like if there's if you think of like the the bard as like the backup healer maybe or even like a support like a support class and like buffing and stuff, I can't think of what the tank one would be. Would it be fighter? Would it be like what would be the one that would help that role but not be that role? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, man, the bard topic is something that I feel like I haven't really like kind of dived into in a while and i kind of feel like i want to a little bit today like i still they're really gonna do the bard right then i i just really want to see something a little bit more than like buffs you know which i know they said that that's the the goal but i keep going back to this idea i had that just feels really meaningful it's like you're playing a song and the song inspires those within the proximity because, i.e., they can hear it. And then within that proximity, these people get this buff, right? And then to really make the bard, I think, I mean, I feel like the skill, you know, the in terms of like your uh, capability is going to need to be pretty high in order to be meaningful. But if you're like also having to do a certain kind of da damage to like sort of like increase i think of like the beacon idea with the holy pallies and world of warcraft something along those lines so to speak to where it's like you know i am also additionally as the bard doing something that can sort of help to bolster greater to people that are sort of like focusing on that target something more like coordinated to where it maybe requires like a higher level of coordination but the payoff is like really high and going and that being the case for both like potentially damage and heals or even you know other things like damage mitigation or you know maybe absorption or it could be you know increasing yeah. i don't know parry or something i just anything you could you could look at crit multipliers you can look at and, and making it you know towards meaningful twofold threefold being like you know well hey i i buffed them within a proximity and then i'm also doing this to strengthen that and then if we're more coordinated on a target or within proximity then additional um sort of um layers to that sort of evolve over time that to me is like really interesting because it's you're not a yeah you're buffing but like there's the capability for that to be so much more both in regard yeah. to like healing or damage mitigation or increasing damage i hear that i hear i think of that and i go this is like taking that uh bloodlust right idea from world of warcraft and like taking that and going we're gonna expand upon this and make it something that you can sort of shift gears between and so now it's like maybe the bard's capable of helping to really push damage at a pivotal point, or they're really capable of helping to mitigate damage at a pivotal point, or or healing at a pivotal point. You know what I'm saying? And like that to me is like that that makes the bard really 
important. And then if you take that idea and you go, well, in a PVP scenario, can they hold their own? Well, if you take that idea of like a beacon or a target, I mean, that could be really competitive for a bard if that, if that was to be done right. But, you know, that's just my thought. I had to go there because I'm looking at the next question talk or the next question about tanks being able to do mitigate damage and hold aggro. And I'm like, I feel like that idea of here's like a set of responsibilities you have in an archetype is really important uh, in application to like a bard, for example. But yeah, I mean, like my thoughts on the bard, um, I kind of go back to like a few different experiences that I had, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that the bard isn't just buffy buff. I really don't. Because um, I've seen non-healing support and and that I've played be really fun when you have a lot of options. Some of them could be like single target super powerful short-term buffs some have been more like baseline improvements Ver and then on the flip side like against enemies kind of same thing like you know debuff with that but i think there's also crowd control that i think is is important and i think synergy crowd control as well because they already yeah. talked a little bit about stagger stun trip etc cetera, etc cetera. And so I feel like we, and we might've talked about this offline with the rogue, like what they could potentially be in, in terms of like their role in the party, yeah. they could potentially have like buff debuff kind of options in addition to damage. Not, maybe not necessarily as, and I would hope not as great as like, say a bard, for example, but kind of having that synergy where you're also setting people up. Um, I've even seen like what's worked well, I guess well on paper in practice, maybe not so much, but even like shouts and um, and so on, potentially they could do stuns, um, which I guess, I guess crowd control, confuses, yeah. sleeps. I mean, those are all just different things that can happen, um, you know, in terms of like different variety of options. And depending on what you want to do with your bard, right, you couldn't. Mm -hmm back into having more powerful buffs more powerful debuffs more powerful crowd control but i feel like that's going to be the bread and butter of the bard not necessarily like you know damage per se unless it's like maybe a bard fighter or a bard mage or something like that uh but i do hope they don't just stick with that one type of buff debuff play style because i feel like yeah. that's you're you're gonna lose an opportunity here um, I'm not, and I'm not looking to make bards like super powerful either. I just want them to be utilized in a party. When you're talking about an eight person party, yeah, you have a lot more flexibility. And I want encounters that are tough enough where the bard doesn't make them trivial. Right. right? It makes them doable. And that's my baseline. Stuff needs to be hard here. Yeah. Um, it, and I, and one thing that I would say, even though I like, love city of heroes to death right the one thing that i noticed at a certain point with the right setup and the right mix things were trivial right and i don't i don't hashtag gail yeah gail <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you do gail give it to me baby um <laughs> but yeah i love i love that bell but i do realize also in terms of like the knockdown the 
throwback, et cetera, that could, you know, unless well coordinated, right, it could be overpowered. Um, and sometimes it's just annoying to people to say, dude, I was trying to fight that thing, you gailed it. Um, but yeah, I, I just do hope they do more than buff debuff with that because there's just so many ways you could just make this not fun by making it boring i mean i i'm okay with active gameplay i just want to make sure that i have build options and agency and how i want to build my bard if i want to be like a more damage focused or increasing melee damage or increasing magic damage i mean there's ways you can spin that too again it would be with the secondary but i do do want them to really be thoughtful about how they build the bard because they do want to i mean they're obviously very passionate about doing this right so i do hope they realize that there is going to be variety that's going to need to be a part of that Mm -hmm. as much as it is for any of the other archetypes right you're going to want some level of variety within that class fantasy so while we've been talking about the bard i've had a thought of like how the playstyle would go out so if they had a new resource for the bard as well i imagine it would be something like tempo or something right where that'd be cool but, but I, what i was thinking was so not only is the, the abilities are uh, the abilities what you use but depending on what order you use the abilities things like keys on a on a keyboard or like, mm-hmm. like on a piano right so yeah. a b f d like if you do it in a certain order so if you're using this ability then this ability then this ability you're now think of yourself as like a raid boss where you're like you can see what's coming up and if you complete the the ability uh tempo or like um using those abilities in order it will be like a a big payoff at the end where it'll be a uh a better ability or like some sort of super move you know what i mean like some like because you're working up to that thing where it's like right oh shit he's up stage three of the six six stages and as soon as he gets up to that sixth stage he's going to be he's going to like all these all his allies are going to start glowing yellow and going getting yellow here and going super saiyan like you know what i mean like but you start seeing all these little circles going around him and you have to avoid these circles because he is like this is the aura where you want to avoid because he's using his ability in the area so that that's what i could see cool being cool it's like you can use ability one, two, two, one, three, four, and then you get your big payoff at the end of it. And that, that I'm hoping to do something unique with the bard in that sense where it's not as it's the same play style as the other classes. Like the tank is a tank, right? You're meant to be mitigating damage, meant to be taking aggro. Like that's the whole play style of that. The play style of the bard, I think it's going to be it's going to be more organized but i feel like you're going to have to uh sort of understand your class more to be able to do that do that thing that you need to do uh but then if you think of like archetypes of that if that same thing happened like can you imagine a fighter doing the same thing where they're doing like a flurry of dances of their swords and then at the end they do like a whirlwind attack or like so the, the bard archetypes really excite me as well but like I'm hoping that they do something unique for the bar that doesn't just feel like, as you said, just buff debuff. Yeah. Or or something that feels too builder spender either, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that they're not gonna do the 
builder spender for all the characters there's going to mm. be some differentiation but so far it see, seems like they're doing maybe a more protracted version of it for the uh cleric and the tank i mean i kind of had thought about something like tempo for the bard too and i'm thinking back to like the eq bard where you had to do like song weaving to make sure like all of your buffs were up at the same time which potentially worked i mean i think it worked there in that context if you were really super skilled i'm not sure how well that'll work in ashes in the sense of um it being like a more active versus i think eq was just a different like not to overuse tempo but it was a different tempo in terms of game yeah. with the bard yeah. um and so yeah i i I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the bard, but I because I know they want to do something unique and they want to make it kind of like the best version of the bard because it was a missed opportunity. I just I'm not necessarily like sold on the idea until I see something and can react to it. But it does make me a little nervous if it's right now the focus is just on the force multiplication side of what a bard can do. I think yep. there's so much more that that type of non-healing support can do that can really help a party and and also give people options depending on how they want to play their bard. Yeah, until they show like a non-build spender build, um, we um that that's where I'm working off that sort of speculation. Until they show us a build that doesn't have that same theme. Um, that's the way I'm going to keep looking at it until they show us something different. Then I can start like speculating something else. But at the moment, that's what I'm sort of going down the road. Yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. I can I can see that too. Um, I do like the idea of like a, the tempo idea though. That that's like, it, you know, when you were talking about that, what I thought, <laughs> I start. I kind of thought Guitar Hero a little bit actually. It was like almost like a mini game. It's like if you keep hitting your notes, you sort of are like charging it up. And then, like, it's got, I mean, that's like pretty significant. Like, that would take some skill. But if you were to do that over like some, you know, X period of time, not something that just endlessly goes on, but, you know, to where it's like within a certain thing, it's different than builder spender and like stacks and things like that. But it requires like that you hit, you know, you got a skill check. But if you skill check that, like, the benefit is like significant. And in a raid situation, I mean, having a bar that like potentially could perform well under pressure like that, that is going to be like, I mean, very valuable, right? Because you're going to want a bard who's like good at their class or their archetype in that situation. I dig that. Yeah. How many people? Do you, how many people do you reckon is going to start playing the bard with a guitar hero controller? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've seen people play that like the Elden Ring, kind of dance, dance revolution. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dark power. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man. So oh, it wouldn't shit. surprise me if you're like you're watching you like dog through the streams and he sees this one bard character with like a guitar going <laughs> yeah. at it, just demolishing. You know what I hope we see? I hope we see some streamer who plays a bard who literally plays their bard like this. So like every time you're watching them play the MMORPG, they're like they're like sitting here just kind of like fiddling away and like get jamming out. You're like, and you're like, wow, dude, you're really getting into this. You're like, 
and you're like, oh my god, they're just like getting really ridiculous with it. I Is really Jack hope. Jack Black a gamer because I would totally um, want to see Jack Black exactly. do that. Exactly, he is. But could you imagine it? You're like da da, and I'd be like, dude, you were my fucking hero. If I, you imagine an MMORPG player playing a bard. And they they figure up something that way to where they're playing their whole game like that. That would that would be a legend on Twitch. I'm just saying, putting that out there. If you're, you know, I'd fucking watch that in a heartbeat. I'd make clips of that shit for fun too. That'd be amazing. Like, what are you doing right now? Someone Someone is. I mean, they've done. We've seen people like. You know, I mean, you got people who don't even have certain appendages playing freaking shooters and annihilating people. I've right? seen that. Yeah, dude. People that like literally don't have like arms and they're like, they're fucking demolishing people and shooters. I'm like, you are a legend, dude. What a fucking beast. Like, man, talk about that. That stuff blows my mind. I'm like, whoa, dude. Absolutely insane. So if if they can do that, trust me, someone can make this happen. Right. Okay. I don't want to hit on this one, but I just love the fact that they like in the question about can you have ridiculous, ridiculously large health pools at the cost of other attributes? And they didn't go, yeah, you could do that. But they basically didn't say don't do that either. Like and I'm like, good, good answer. Let people think that that's the way to build your character, because you know what happened to those people playing MMORPGs, right? The ones that stacked all health and they had no mitigation. They're like, look at me. I made it into the raid, man. And you're like, yeah, you just got two tapped home you know why because you wanted to look as beefy as the tauren freaking tank guy and you came in there and just got absolutely beaten down man beaten down because you couldn't mitigate anything so that helpful didn't do shit except for make you more laughable you know pro tip if you're gonna play a freaking tank don't dump all health homies balance is key make good choices Right. Having the most health isn't necessarily always a good choice. Just saying. Okay. Okay. What are being taken or considered to make the tank archetype viable in PVP engagement? There is a whole host of things that are being taken. Well, the, I mean, the bottom line is that they said it's important to take note that a lot of MMOs that we have played PvP can feel like a slap on design consideration. And Intrepid's approach is to be very holistic and then that uh you know in that sense they're taking into account that aoc is a pvx game so when they're designing class kits they're making sure that the mechanics and designs are targeting applications of both pve and pvp settings and they said right here there are also special mechanics like how threat is used in pvp and how taunts are used in pvp that was great to hear because it means that there's a skill that could be beneficial for you in a PVP scenario and games don't always do that. And I commend the games when they choose to, because I think that's smart and they're doing that in ashes. So I'm just good. To, I'm glad to hear that because there's nothing more like, you know, sad than not being useful because you just yeah, got a bunch of threat generating shit. I think we did talk about that too, how mm-hmm. like we hope that the the taunt mechanics within the the tank class still affects PvP. Like we were concerned on how that was gonna work. Absolutely. I'm My glad good. that they thought about that and uh implementing something to sort of 
introduce that into PvP. Yeah, and it's like one of the things I commend the Elder Scrolls Online for, right? Because in that game, you know, with their taunting, though, to be fair, I, I feel like they could do a little bit more with their threat generation mechanics. Um, they could have a wider variety available. Um, but my point is, is that I commend them on this because the skills that are used for direct taunting always have a significant damage uh, component to them. So you can't use it to taunt a character in PvP, but like, I mean, one of them is like it literally ruptures or whatever and makes it to where they're more, it does damage, which is significant. And it also makes them more vulnerable for an X period of time while they have a debuff to like physical damage, for example, right? You know, or does dot damage to them. So you could use a range taunt. You don't have to be up close and shank them, right? And they work differently and they're useful and they absolutely can be used in PvP. So like that's, I commend them on that. Nico, because there's games where, you know, you've got a taunt. It doesn't do jack, jack shit in PvP at all. It's just like, hey, look at me. Cool, I use that on cooldown now. Okay. That's the only purpose it has. I feel like the best taunter would be Tank Bard. Oh, that would be sick, dude. It should be, I think. Yeah. Tank Bard I should like be the, the idea of a taunt debuffing the target. Um, yeah. Kind of, and, and I don't know how this would work. But I would like to see, like, if I taunt someone, it debuffs their damage, for example. Yeah. And then they have to switch to me as the tank. And then the debuff kind of goes away because they've yeah. targeted me and used an active ability on me. And maybe it's like a ramp up, ramp down. So it, like, it reduces the stack. So then, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, I I, I don't sense. want one shot abilities that only work in one versus the other. Sorry. Yeah, like ta taunts in PvP, like it should be like if you're attacking someone that's not taunting you, then you should be uh, uh, get damage reduction. Like you should be doing less damage. But if you're attacking the person who's taunting you, you should be doing maybe a little bit more damage or the exact same amount of damage you should be doing in order to target that person. Like it makes sense. Yeah, you know, my perspective is on taunts, like in taking like, you know, sometimes threats called hate, too. But when you think of the word taunt, it's like, what does taunting mean, right? Like, I mean, if in PvP, taunting would be like something that's kind of funny, right? You, I'm sort of like taunting you. I'm laughing at you. Like, I'm I'm pissing you off. I'm, I'm triggering you a little bit, right? But when you think about it in the way that the skill works, as opposed to in literal, like, person to person sense like i mean you know it's like hey i just made it to where you can't do damage hey i just made it to where like you know now you're susceptible to more damage you know or like hey i'm doing something that's kind of annoying so you're focusing on me now like if you just stick to the what you know to the word and you're creative with it i feel like you can find a lot of different you know ways to be you know a little bit different than just double, look at me that's right double down on your taunts taunt yeah. pc pad as well yeah. Game, right. BC. yeah uh that sounds <laughs> <a> little, uh, <laughs> yeah don't don't the uh, please don't refer to previous last week's post-show clip <laughs> did you see that daedalus don't don't say what it was um i'll have to go look now yeah oh we, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's not important <laughs> moving on yeah 
Yeah. Um, talked about the off tank remaining useful. I'm not going to hit on that because we've absolutely talked about that already. Uh, we've talked about the renaming of the tank archetype as well. So that one already happened. Um, this one, will there, will, will there be a mechanic on ships to allow players to hire or install NPCs to control cells or fire cannons? No, not a concept of NPCs or mercs on naval ships. That's good. That's good. It makes sense with caravans. I can get that because there is an NPC component to that, right? You got caravan series, all the, that works for me, right? Cause you're that I get, but ships, Mariner classes, if Mariner classes are going to be meaningful, don't override it with an NPC. Good. I mean, some, some players will be called bots. So who really want to just hire them. <laughs> it's true. To, yeah. Um, wait, what? No, no, don't, uh, so anyway, will there be a level restriction on, on who can participate in the activation of these abilities, Siege Summons, other than for group leader? Oh, that was an interesting one. The questions about vehicles and weaponry, that is an agnostic of class kits. Good answer. Those will be predicated on individuals who have the items within their inventory in order to summon them and who are registered guild or castle or attack for node. Okay. With re okay. They, they put it on here with regards to the summoner class and abilities that exist within the class kits. Those types of summons will require that the summoner is an active summoner in the siege node or castle in order to utilize that ability. If the question is about group summons, then the ability is utilized solely by party leaders. They, they really answered that threefold. That was good. That was good. Nice. Yeah, thorough. Yeah, because my, my next segue was going to be talking summoners, but they totally hit on it already for us. So um, this was interesting. This is on the raid boss uh, difficulty stages, okay? It was stated that raid bosses would change difficulties based on how fast the group was clearing them. If the raids are supposed to be open and not instances... Not all of them are open world, everybody. Just putting that out there. How does this work or do rooms lock once a boss is pulled? Raid bosses are aware of the number of combatants within the area, and awareness is a part of an indicator of which behavior they are going to utilize are part of their behavior tree. Anybody start thinking where you've heard this from before, because there's a game we played not too long ago that this reminds me of. As it is assessing the types of combatants, the numbers of combatants, the position of those combatants, and the abilities and life totals of those combatants, it weighs certain actions in its behavior tree. Then it acts on those actions. In the scenario where you're bringing overwhelming odds into a fight that might weigh heavier than AoE options that the boss has access to, where the utilizing a lot more AoE capabilities during an engagement due to the overage of players. In that sense, it's a bit more adaptive and dynamic based on encounter scenarios that gave us a really nice snapshot of what they're going for with raid bosses and i like it you guys know what i was thinking about whenever i started reading that i put it in chat but i just want to confirm let's see that's right v rising that's exactly what v i was thinking rising, yeah. right because it didn't seem now, I would say what Ashes is going for seems like it's a more evolved version of that, where in V Rising, it was like when there are X amount more people around a boss, and those of you that watch us play it on Community Days remember this, when you had a few people there, the boss didn't do certain things. When you had more people there, the boss was going like fucking berserk, doing all kinds of crazy shit. But there wasn't like 
different, you know, different types of things like beyond a certain level. It was just higher damage. Yeah, more of the same, like certain mechanics got triggered when more people were there and then the damage was just higher. This is a, a much wider variety based on more conditions, which to me sounds fantastic. Just curious what that's going to look like because we haven't seen anything like that yet in the game. Any other thoughts on that one? I mean, I do like the idea of behavior trees and utilizing like if there's a large amount like a zerg essentially a zerg is what they're referring yep. to is going to be heavier aoe so i wonder like tactically what that means does that mean like everybody needs to hide behind something is there like what kind of coordination will that take and will the coordination be more difficult with a large number of people i mean i know it will be by default but like I'm just interesting to see how that 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 will play out. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you know, there's that. I mean, I think honestly, a mechanic that I would say in the moment I probably wasn't happy with that I think might work well too is also like a teleport too. If you have like a bunch of players, yeah. then you have to teleport them to different parts of the boss map, so they have to fight their way through. Like that. That's actually I like that. Yeah. Quite a bit. Even though in the moment I'm like, oh man, I got teleported. This sucks. But I mean, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that could be yeah. a way to do it too. Is put some people in jail. They got to bust out to kind of make it back. And they have a certain time period to do that. Yeah. And ESO did that, I think, too, in some of their mechanics to some of the gameplay functions, which I've always liked in that game. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think even performing in your role to have to achieve something to where like, you know, you can't just to where it's like, Oh, everybody stack. We're about to have a burst phase. Everybody run to the marker. Like that to me is not, you know, when it, when now it's like each person's got to pull their weight and whatever it is they're doing that I like, because you're going to, it also helps to like, like zero in on the individuals that are sort of like not going to be performing well in their role in a raid. You know, weak links that you potentially are going to have to like get them to strap it up or 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 replace them potentially if you want to do competitive so, content. So I understand you're thinking of the like honestly, interesting too. So I understand you guys think of like um like having large parties versus the boss and yeah. being more difficult. Sure. But this is a different scenario where you got a small group and then another small group counters you. Now not mm. into the raid boss room. You're now not a small group. You're now a large group. Yeah. Does, does the does the boss recognize you're two different groups, and they're not going to increase the difficulty, or are you now versing a harder boss as well as countering the people who are trying to kill you? See, I'm thinking they got to go with increasing the damage because of X amount of proximity, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're also going to have like, because from my perspective why I think that's good is if the people are going to fight each other over that, they're probably both going to get wiped. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's going to be stronger, more difficult and you're, you're not really going to be able to cut it. And then it also, that to me would be more, that would make sense. And it's being congruent in what they've talked about wanting to do, which is how they want to award who gets the boss kill. Cause you're not really going to have the capability to sort of like steal it under those circumstances either right you're either yeah yeah 
you're gonna have to take out the other person until they dip and then get it or yeah. group up and get it together depending on what yeah because it's got to feel like it's more yeah. unless you know the mechanics of the boss i feel like it's going to be more counter yeah uh counter heavy where the counter is going to have more of an opportunity to win yeah but it's for fact now like because if the counters are on the outer circle Mm-hmm. The people attacking the monster on the inner circle, they're going to get attacked. They're, they're flanked on both sides. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not going to be counters always win, but just from that one scenario, it feels like it could be more lenient towards the counters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping it's like if they, I'm hoping it's not going to be a like, for example, if it adds another level i'm hoping it will add like half a level extra because there's more people in there mm-hmm. and are attacking each other and the game will recognize that otherwise it's going to be the people who initiated the raid which should be a risk versus reward scenario where it's more rewarding for them to actually do that scenario whereas not rewarding like over rewarding people for just waiting in the bushes and waiting till they're at the boss nearly brought it down a half and then attacking yeah, I, I feel go. like there's not going to be an easy way for the AI to tell who's in what party, or at least I think that might be a little complicated. I would just yeah. say, like, whoever's there, and then it then it's going to make that encounter a little more challenging. But like you said, it's risk versus reward. Yeah. So if you do end up finding a way to wipe that enemy party, if you decide not to work together, because like you said, you could decide to work together, yeah. and the AI isn't necessarily going to know that. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I I'm okay with them just going with players in proximity versus raids in proximity and kind of tagging it to one group or the other. Because then I think it potentially could make things easier if you decide to collaborate. Because it's saying, oh, it's only got you know we've only have five or seven people in this one party. And we have 15 in another, it's going to make the encounter trivial. So I would prefer that they don't do that. Definitely get that. I was looking at the last question and it's talking about decorating house decoration stuff. This is like, I mean, the long and short of it is, is like there's going to be X amount, but it's going to be based on what type they are. So if it's a crafted, if it's like acquired through like trophies in the world or like achievements or whatever, I mean, it's something they're going to have to definitely, um, you're gonna have to sort of like, you know, actually explain in better detail later. But yeah, there wasn't really anything about that that seemed like a super noteworthy discussion piece or topic, which means we've now actually outlined the majority of the stuff from the last dev stream because um, the next couple of weeks that we're gonna have, um, yeah, I'm thinking we're probably gonna get the dev stream on the 24th since there's only 28 days in February. And if it's the 24th, our 26th, uh, podcast, which would be episode 214, I believe, um, would be on the 26th. We should be doing the follow-up then, which means the next two weeks, we're going to have a more open discussion uh, on things. And I, I'm really digging the idea of like class archetype stuff right now, because that, that bar topic, man, I was having fun with that. I was like, dude, I want to do a whole show about getting creative with these archetypes man I like that and they gave us some good uh discussion points too with talking about you know active blocking talking about roll dodging stealth mechanics like boss ai um you know raid 
bosses and difficulty levels, et cetera, and group synergies. And I mean, we've already got um, conviction and courage as uh, an example of individual archetype resource uh, slash um, power mechanics there that we can have in place for that. So that that gives us an idea, I think, now on like kind of the direction we're going. So it would be really good to sort of like hypothesize around what would be interesting based on what we've seen if they're to go forward what would they what could they be doing with like some of these archetypes in the future that could make them really interesting and not so you know typical you know i mean you want certain things to be bread and butter and familiar but you also want to as opposed to reinventing the wheel just make it a fun experience um so yeah, be good discussions to have around some of that stuff here soon. I need to go do my tank update request. I need to put my two cents on that one because on this particular one, I feel like I need to actually chime in on it. Um, and I'm going to make sure I do that tonight. But uh, that's our show for tonight, everybody. Um, I am going to make a note. My community nights are going to be a little sparse until March. So I'll keep people up to date on it, but I'm personally not going to be able to be there. I encourage com the community as a whole to get together on community nights, even if I'm not able to lead one. But um, basically until about the middle of March, since since pretty much MIA, I'll be here for this podcast, but it is what it is, man. But in the meantime, I'm going to let these gentlemen shout out their domains where you can find them until next week. So Daedalus. You can find me on Twitter at the Ashton Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Ashton Herald. And Robert Sell. And you can find me on Twitch on twitch.tv forward slash Ahmed Cell. All right, friends. Look, we might be getting up on the end of this show, but in closing, got to remind all of you, whether you're here on this podcast or you are watching when we go live, you know, catch it on YouTube, you listen to it on your drive on an audio forum. Remember all of you are Pathfinders. So much love to all of you. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light. Have a great night, everybody. We're going to see you again real soon. Bye for now. Take care, everybody.